everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Worry, It's Confidential. Hello. I'm back. I'm back. I feel bad. I'm embarrassed. (laughs) JK, JK, but not really. I feel bad that I've been gone for so long. (laughs) I know I said, literally, you can go back and listen to the last episode and quote me that I literally said I will be gone for three weeks to a month max. And something happened, you know, (laughs) Europe changed me. Real talks though, I was just really, really vibing with having more time. I was gone for three weeks in Europe, which was incredible. I was there with a big group of girls. It was 10 of us at the beginning, then eight, then three. And then I did one week alone in Amsterdam where I was visiting a friend and saw some people from my exchange as well. And I had the best time, but I was running around living out of a backpack again, which I'm never one to be like, oh, I'm too old for this. But my my neck and my shoulders are like too messed up for this backpack life. But I did it and it was so fun. I worked from Amsterdam for a week, which was amazing. It actually worked out really well. And in the mornings, like when it was too early to see clients here, I would go and read in cafes and drink coffee and just feel so wholesome and rested. And it really just brought me back to the big part of me that works to live, not lives to work, you know, that... That inner part of me that wants to just enjoy life and the simple things and have quiet and peace. And so after having that, it was really hard to come back and be like, okay, self-starter, time to get back to work with a podcast and release all these episodes. Obviously, I had to work in therapy because I love it, obviously, but also I need to live and repay my credit card after the trip. But yeah, it was just, it was, it was a lot. And I know as soon as I start releasing episodes, it's every week, it's just heavy duty on and I avoided it for a little bit, took some rest. Also, when I wasn't resting and wasn't working, I actually was working on something else. I have made a website. I've made a website. It's basically ready to launch. Hopefully it is launched by this Thursday. That's my plan. It's Monday right now when I'm recording, but I am so excited. It's basically conjoining my two worlds as a therapist, my job with this podcast. I have kept it a little bit separate. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why. I guess some like fears and securities, you know, those programmed ideas that we have to be professional in certain ways and got nervous that maybe my therapist world couldn't mesh. But then I was like, no, I don't know. I just kind of woke up and I was like, it's 2022. You know, we all respect that there's several different parts of us and that social media and podcasts where we joke around doesn't mean that we're not professional. So here we are meshing the world. So if you're a client and you're listening to this episode, hello. (laughs) So happy to have you listening. I think that these conversations are super helpful and I always kind of have my clients in mind as I record these episodes and as I think of new topics because I know the things that we all end up struggling with. So I'm really excited to be meshing these worlds together and finding clients through the podcast, but also having my clients have the podcast as a resource and yeah, being my true self. (laughs) So this week, we are talking to Gals Provision, Julia Gale, a friend of mine who started a cake boss business. She basically makes these beautiful, beautiful cakes for weddings, for events, birthdays, also for pop-ups around Toronto. She actually made the cake for my brother's engagement party, which was so yummy and so beautiful. And she started this business during the pandemic. You'll hear all about the story of how it started. But yeah, we had a really great conversation about entrepreneurship, about what it's like to run a business, to start something creative and to kind of challenge those limiting beliefs that tell you that you don't really belong in this sphere or that you're not good enough to do it and just go for it. She speaks about the aspects that are really hard, the amount of work she has to put in and yeah, just just the work work-life balance that's really, really hard to maintain when your business is kind of a 24-hour business. 
And I definitely learned a lot from what she was saying. It's really helpful for me to hear as like I'm growing this business. It's also really nice for me to hear from another person who doesn't have a nine to five, who's kind of doing something different and who's just trying to figure things out because I related to a lot of the things that she says. She also really vulnerably shares about stuff in her past, about things that she's been through, about difficult moments. And I think it's really helpful to hear about somebody's difficult moments. Obviously, in this podcast, we're all about opening up the conversation to talking about these vulnerable, these really natural, these complex emotions and feelings and experiences that can be really hard human experiences that a lot of us go through. And it's it's really nice to learn from somebody and, and hear how they got out of their darkest moment and also what their darkest moments taught them. I think in Julia's story, you're going to hear all about it. It's really evident that without all of the work that she did to get through that hard moment, she maybe wouldn't have had all the grit and the perseverance that she has now to get through the really hard moments that she experiences on a daily basis running her own business. So very, very interesting stuff. I hope that you all enjoy. Yeah, definitely check out her Instagram if you're interested, which I know you all will be. And if you found me through her, hello. I'm so happy that you're here and check out all of our other episodes. I love when I say R because just like Julia enunciates here, it's just her. (laughs) It's just her doing the whole thing and I strongly relate to that. It's just me. So check out all my other episodes. Um, There's so many different topics and check out my new website, mckenna-arnson.squarespace.com. It'll be in the description and so will Gals's information. Anyways, I'm so happy to be back. I'm so excited for the episodes that are to come. I've already recorded a bunch and they've all been so wonderful to do. So I'm so excited for the future of Don't Worry It's Confidential. Don't forget to subscribe, to give the podcast five stars and follow me on Instagram. I love you all so much and enjoy the episode. This guest makes the most gorgeous cakes. She has great taste, especially in overalls, and she's a true hustler on the soccer field. We've gotten to know each other this past year, and I realized we have a few big things in common. We both rock our natural curly hair. We both have South American heritage, shout out, and we like to be our own bosses. Welcome to the podcast, Julia. Gals, Gals Provisions. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) How's it going? I really love that intro. It's yeah? true. We do have curly hair and we both are South American. Yes. Do you like the soccer mention? Oh, yeah. I dance on the field for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I do not actually play soccer, but I am there. <laughs> uh, contrary to your South American background. Yeah, contrary to that. <laughs> okay. Well, are you ready for the get to know you questions? Yes. If you could marry any celebrity, who would it be? Paul Rudd. Period. Period. Easy. Done. Easy. I'll pass. Yeah. Just, okay. I love it. Do you want to expand on that or is that just kind of I think it, like I don't really know just self-explanatory he just seems great funny ages like a fine ages wine like a fine wine <laughs> yeah um I don't know I just think like his comedic timing is great I don't like all no, his movies I'm I agree just, like, you seem like a great person I agree I think he would be very and like not a risk you know like no, you know he's no gonna risk. be just Absolutely a good vibe not. the whole time like great I love it Okay. What do you think your profession was in a past life? Actually, I don't know. That's really interesting. I've always said when I was growing up that I kind of thought that I would be famous, which sounds mm-hmm. like really <laughs> weird and like... So um, did I. I really did think that like, I don't know what it was going to be for, yeah. but I felt like I was going to be known for what I was doing, which like I think is kind of translating yeah, a little bit now. definitely specifically in what I'm doing but um I don't know that sounds like I think so highly of myself but I don't know I just think that I probably yeah I didn't know what it was gonna be for but like okay well picture like if you were to close your eyes and just picture yourself in a past life well like what would it be well I always (laughs) imagine myself like on the Disney channel oh okay there we go acting like a child actor child actor which like I'm not good at acting at all and like I don't remember any lines and I'm I know. terrified of the stage but like I always used to be like I want to be an there. actress but like did absolutely nothing to exactly. get there like I was my just sister like kind of really did like the acting thing and the singing and whatever and, and I didn't but I you wanted know. to be a star yeah I wanted to be a star love it <laughs> <laughs> okay last one what's a controversial food opinion you have mm, I don't like shrimp cocktail oh okay that is pretty it controversial. Do you like shrimp at all, or no? I do like shrimp. I just, just like shrimp something cocktail. about the sh- shrimp cocktail. Like even the name's kind of dust. 
yeah i really don't <laughs> like it um do you like pineapple on pizza yeah i do I'm too into that. i do too okay amazing mm-hmm. do you like the get to know you question oh and i hate baked potatoes <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's weird yeah. okay but, but that is controversial for is sure controversial for sure like i just think like uh, you're eating the baked potato is to eat the accoutrement like for the sour cream it's true. all of the things it's like true. the texture freaks me out i'd rather have like any other fry. style of potato yeah, i love the potato mm. but like in any other form yeah i see that the skin is weird i don't know i never like make a baked potato absolutely ever. not like that time that our friend <laughs> brought a baked potato to the soccer game I was oh like, yeah this is a joke <laughs> i was like this has to be fake <laughs> okay amazing do you want to get into the topic are you sure, ready yeah so today we're talking all about entrepreneurship, uh, what it's like to start your own business. I think that it's something that a lot of us have thought about and think is like super exciting, glamorous, but also like very overwhelming and scary when you think about like taking the first steps. And I think that nowadays people are like considering it a lot more. And if they're not considering it now, then like maybe in the future, like even starting like a side hustle or a passion project or something like that. And so you're really good at what you do, clearly. And I want to selfishly learn a lot about it because I'm kind of on similar paths in some ways. And I also think people would be super interested to hear a little bit more about the behind the scenes. So Mm -hmm. why don't we start off just hearing about your story tell us how you got into it how it all started yeah I think it's kind of interesting because I don't really talk about how it began obviously my close friends know how it happened but like for most people who like follow me and stuff like that they don't really know my background or kind of like where I started and the journey that I've taken but I guess it starts like two years ago now after I graduated from university I was actually like a biologist and studied science in school and was mm-hmm. like in that field pretty much like my entire career lol <laughs> but then I was working for a small startup in the city which I loved at the time and I loved mm. the job and I loved the people and then I just moved home also from school and just started baking and cooking a lot for fun and mm. I knew I really did like my job like don't get me wrong but I just knew that it wasn't like for me like I wasn't passionate about it like I was just I was doing the work yeah um and at the time like Bon Appetit was super influential with their like YouTube channel and like um the recipes that were coming out there and just like that type of like food media was kind of like starting to resurface again Mm -hmm. and I was like this is something that I could picture myself doing like I didn't know when or how whether it was like recipe testing or recipe development or food styling but like I knew that I wanted to do that but I just Mm. didn't have any way to show that because I knew what I was doing in the kitchen but like other than like my parents and like my friends knew that I was good at it there was like no way to kind of like prove that yeah So that's kind of when I started my Instagram account as like a way to create a portfolio of like pictures and things that I was capable of doing and that I like understood food and kind of knew my shit a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when I was kind of done with the job that I was at, I would use that towards like applying to like food jobs. That was the idea behind it. That's kind of how it started. And then that was february before the pandemic so like february 2019 so it was kind of like perfect timing like not really knowing what would happen and then pandemic happened i had so much more time i was still working but like just i had the ability to make these like super um elaborate like lunches and dinners and baking like constantly and so that just kind of like revved up the account super Mm -hmm. quickly Mm -hmm. um and then i guess because i was working for a small startup my salary was grant-based grant was coming to an end the project that I was working on was coming to an end at no point was I told that like potentially my job was at stake yeah it's neither here nor there Mm -hmm. basically like one day I just got a phone call from my like CEO and he told me that like there was no job for me and that they'll try to hire me back in two months yeah and I just started bawling on the phone I just like again I was working in a company with all men so they just like really don't know how to like deliver information um (laughs) men like obviously you know there were so many ways that he could have gone about it also it was a five-person company so it felt like incredibly personal you know I knew all of their families like we would have like Christmas parties we would like anyway it just felt a lot and 
after that, like that night I was literally locked out of my Slack. I was locked out of like my notion, all of these things, my email. And it just was like, I was shut out of everything Mm. without even like really being given an explanation other than the fact that they didn't have money Mm -hmm. and just like kind of came out of nowhere. So then whatever, a couple months go by grant that I was supposed to get didn't come through. Literally my boss ghosted me, like didn't, didn't call me to tell me that it didn't go through nothing. And I was like, fuck this next day I woke up and was like, I'm just going to start selling cakes. And so that was kind of like what I needed to kind of like make that jump. But by no means did I think at the time that it would turn into this. It was very much like, okay, this is going to be something that I do as like a side hustle while I apply to other things or kind of get like my feet on the ground. Yeah. But honestly, I never applied to one job. Like I didn't have to. Like it just was like people were inquiring like right away, which is kind of wild. But at that time, I literally only made like five layer cakes. Mm-hmm. which was like the audacity that I have to be to be like oh I'm just gonna start selling them now <laughs> after I've like literally made five but that's how it kind of like started and then mm-hmm. for a couple of months probably like two three months it was steady like steadily busy was making money like fine money but like also I had no expenses because I was living at home and I'd saved up a lot of money so like if I was spending more than like I was making then it wasn't that big of a deal simply yeah. just because of like I did have a buffer yeah, for that. And then in January, one of my best friends, she's an, she's a writer. And so she pitched my story to the Toronto star mm. and then they picked it up. And then there was this whole story written about me, like in the Sunday paper. And that kind of just like catapulted everything. everything. And so then I was like on the news and had a bunch of uh, other articles written about me. Um, yeah. I think it was also just like, a nice heartwarming story for people to read like during the pandemic that like you took something that like you're passionate about and decided to take a chance on that and Mm -hmm. like there's nothing like you know nobody's gonna read that story and be like oh like that's like (laughs) like, yeah yeah yeah. it's like it was like a heartwarming thing and and that like I had overcome this like thing of like losing your job and whatever and kind of like turning into something yeah but yeah yeah, well, thank you for sharing that. Like, I think it's such a inspiring story. And I like how you mentioned that you didn't hate your job. You know, it was like a job you actually really enjoyed. Yeah. But there was also this like voice in the back of your head that said like, oh, this isn't my passion. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't the thing that I totally. want to do. It's good for the time being, but it's not like my thing. Yeah. And I also like that you kind of emphasize how difficult that time was, you know, like when you had that call, like it wasn't just like, oh, okay, like, let me move on. No, like it was really, really yeah. shocking, really hard, probably like really scary to be in that position I guess like yeah tell us a little bit about that part honestly I was still so upset about it honestly up until like eight months ago Mm. I was really upset by it and just like I felt like betrayed by the people that I was working for and it kind of just makes you think that like they literally don't care about you because like you know I was invited to these people's weddings I had been to their homes we would do weekly workout classes I knew all of their significant others like I went to Amsterdam with my CEO he was like my mentor and then to never hear from them again yeah I never heard from them again not a congratulations none of that like obviously I'm in the news and all these things and like I'm doing well but like for not one person to say like congrats Mm -hmm. like you're doing a good job that was like so hurtful like honestly not until I was doing really 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 well that I was like okay I'm not upset by this anymore Mm. and like but it, it took a lot of time to get yeah. over it just because also, yeah, it just was like, it was a great working environment and I had so many nice things to say about these people and they just like, it just goes to show that they just don't, they, they're so selfish. Yeah. I think there's also like this like big layer that I've noticed, like talking to my clients, just talking to friends that this feeling like the big saying of like, it's not personal, it's business or you can't mix business with pleasure, but then it ends up happening. And then there's like these boundaries are really blurred. And I think that people maybe justify certain things because of that when like everything is personal, you Mm -hmm. know, like there are ways that we can like improve communication within the workplace and make people feel supported and understood and heard without crossing any lines. You know, you can have those conversations and still like have a a dynamic that's professional I think it's just like all about honesty honestly like yeah I think if he had been honest from the get-go and saying like hey you know this pandemic is really coming down on us we don't really know where money is coming from and like Mm. if he had just said that at some point I would have been like okay nobody's safe I hear like I get that 
but at no point was there any type of conversation about it I was the one who initi- who had to initiate the conversation with him being like hey my project's coming to an end I know this because I run all the financials mm-hmm. um <laughs> and we need to have a conversation about like my job and what's next and he was like yeah. oh yeah good idea yeah and he was like I'll book a meeting doesn't book the meeting I book the meeting with him and then just calls me and tells me this anyway because of that it really it really did take a toll on me for a really long time totally totally and I'm sure like so many people can relate to this experience Mm -hmm. of of a work situation that was either really shocking or really hurtful or just losing your job during the pandemic like that is such a relatable moment and Mm -hmm. then being able to kind of come from that and sort of get back into working really hard and and backing yourself and and doing something so adventurous and different Mm -hmm. I guess like you mentioned how not having the credentials was something that came up for you can you like tell us a little bit about how you started to overcome that Yeah. So I think that was like one thing that really held me back for doing it for so long was that I just like what gave me the right to Mm -hmm. sell cakes when I just like, you know, I'm a self-taught baker and like, yeah, I put in the time and like the effort and, you know, I I research and I study and that type of thing. But like Mm -hmm. there's something about just like it's like why you go to school, like, you know, like you go to school to get a credential to be to prove the fact that you could do something like I just didn't feel like it was like right to charge people for something that like I never had training for. Yeah. But then it kind of was just like more of like talking to people and people in the industry and that type of thing and realizing that it's kind of like 50-50 and there are people who have learned a lot just through experience and like working in restaurants and that type of thing. And then there are the other half of people that have gone to pastry school and that type of thing. But at the end of the day, it's just a matter of like, consistency and like willingness to learn and like putting in the time and effort like I mean I was doing that by myself anyway whether I had to do it in a classroom or not like I had the motivation to do it Mm -hmm. I don't know but it did take a lot of time like it took like probably like three months to kind of get over or maybe more honestly because I mean ever since I started the account so that was like February and then like when I actually started selling in November so like that whole time period was like me kind of going back and forth of like would people like want to buy something from somebody who like hasn't been formally trained or yeah anything like that but and I mean I still grapple with that like all the time I don't call myself a pastry chef like I I can't do that like I'm a baker mm-hmm. you know and like I I'm self-taught completely and I mean obviously now I have so many hours on my belt and stuff like that and I would say that you know I do that for a living now yeah. but like <laughs> it's still it's like hard to grapple with and like by no means do I think like I'm the best speaker in this like no way but like Mm -hmm. I just I just will work harder than anybody else and like I'll put in the time yeah no I think you're speaking to something that like everybody goes through to some extent like some level of imposter syndrome some level of like yeah why me why would people listen to me oh I go through it every day yeah and I think that it's important for people to notice that like even people who like would be perceived as like oh successful or whatever like feel that way as well and I think that it's something that like particularly like in our society it's such a big thing of like oh you have to go and study something like I think our generation and the generation under us is starting to question that and that there's different ways to reaching the same thing but we still have that programmed in our heads that it should be in this specific way if we want to be successful totally I really don't even think I'm like good at my job it's like (laughs) like it's not it is kind of funny but like I go through phases of being like incredibly confident with what I'm doing and what I'm achieving and being like fuck yeah like Mm -hmm. I'm killing it or other times where like literally this weekend I had a pop-up and I was like scared shitless that like nobody was going to show up you know Mm -hmm. even though that's never happened before but like I'm just like why would people want to come and buy cake it makes literally no (laughs) sense I mean it's interesting because I personally have relationships with people in the industry not so much in Toronto in the city of Toronto like cake cake makers in the city but like Mm -hmm. definitely I have like a lot of friends in the states in LA and other regions of California and that type of thing and like for me I like to see the content that they're doing and Mm -hmm. like what they're doing I find that it makes me work harder but also it's nice to have that type of camaraderie like with one another but it's interesting because I was just talking to a friend and he was just saying that like he personally can't follow any other people within the same industry as him because it just makes him feel like worse about himself or it's just like so negative for him to constantly be comparing himself to these people which like I totally understand but like for me it honestly just like makes me work harder when I see but also it's I guess it's different because like I am one of the only people in this city who does 
exactly what I do. So it's not as like, it's not as comparative. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like it's easy for me to just like see what other people are doing in California and be like, Oh, I'm so proud of them. I'm so happy for them because they're so far away. It's not the same clientele base. Yeah. Right. And just kind of like build those relationships. And like, if I were to go out there, be able to like work together or do some type of pop up, but like, it is kind of interesting because like those relationships are what make me feel more confident though, Mm. in my abilities, because I'm like, Oh, these people know what the fuck they're talking about. They support me and like what I'm doing. Then that's like, it makes me feel better about what I'm doing. Like the, um, support from the people in the industry also, because like, I've never been in the cooking or food industry ever. It was in like medical technology and like all this like science-based stuff for the longest time. And so one thing that I really had to grapple with was like coming into an industry, which I didn't know anybody. And it feels like, I mean, like who knows? They might not necessarily, nobody might say this, but this is how I felt is that like, I felt like I was tapping into an industry that I had no right being in. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like, to have these people who have been in the industry for so long and and they support me and they, you know, are looking to me for inspiration. And like, that is everything to me because I never, like, I just, I felt like I just kind of rolled into this and I didn't really have the approval from people. Just like honing those relationships and like that type of thing has been so important for me. Yeah. I think that's so valuable. I think that makes so much sense. I mean, I think for each person, it's kind of different. The things that sort of contribute to our feelings of Mm -hmm. being insecure. And sometimes we have a story that we're telling ourselves about how we belong or don't belong in certain things. And only a certain type of validation can kind of get us out of it. And also like changing our belief. And it seemed like Mm -hmm. for you talking to other people in the industry sort of gave you that validation and tapped that insecurity Mm -hmm. that you were sort of feeling. I mean, also, I guess I'm lucky in the sense that like I've had really supportive like friends and family and that type of thing from the beginning. I mean, I think part of it obviously has to be the fact that I was successful immediately. Mm -hmm. Like who knows what they would feel like if I was not doing as well or wasn't able to support myself or do all of these things. Like that's probably a different story. But I had immediate support from the people around me which has been so helpful like thank god like honestly i i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to continue to do this if i didn't have like their um emotional support and obviously the and at, and at this point i mean i come from a family with like really traditional um schooling backgrounds like my dad's a doctor and my mom's a dentist and the both of them did that right from me right from high school so i mean one of the things that i struggled with for the longest time is like figuring out what I wanted to do after school and like I wasn't super passionate about anything I could work hard like Mm -hmm. for sure I know that like I'll be better at any job than anybody else but like also like having a daughter who's like now a full-time baker like definitely wasn't something that they kind of like envisioned but the both of them are like at every single one of my pop-ups they help me like for any one of like my seasonal menus that I do you know like they're the ones at the door like greeting people giving them their orders like Mm. I literally would not be able to do it without them so like that's really I mean it is special that's very special Um, especially because they've had to wrap their head around just like a lot of things and yeah because I've had the consistent support of friends and the close people around me they're gonna be happy for me no matter what I do kind of at this point Mm -hmm. but for me it wasn't like that support that I wanted I wanted like the recognition or like support from people in the city who were in restaurants for a really long time or who have been baking for a really long time like when a really famous like baker follows me on Instagram I get like so fired up I'm like that's so cool to me because they like know who I am like Mm -hmm. that to me is like so it's just like a nod of approval yeah you know what I'm saying like yeah especially because I didn't know anybody or know anything about the industry at all. And I felt like I just kind of like stumbled into it. So it's kind of like a nod of respect anytime that I get that, which like I made a conscious effort though to do that last year. I was like, I am like putting myself out there and like reaching out to these people and it may feel super uncomfortable and it's like not in my nature to do stuff like that but like you know going on these coffee chats with people when I was in LA meeting these people in person and like forming these relationships and like talking about the same difficulties that we like all share but like in different places like as much as it like is so hard and so uncomfortable because you're like we have this relationship like online and I don't know what you're going to be like in person but like I I was like that I made a goal for myself to do that and be put myself more out there because I'm going to feel more fulfilled in what I'm doing if like I have respect and yeah 
like that from other people. Well, I mean, I think that's amazing. And I really like that you brought that up because I think as you were talking and as you're saying like, oh, I quickly became successful, right? Like it quickly happened. You stumbled into it. I think what can happen to a lot of us while we're listening is like, oh, it, you're lucky and it happened for you, but that wouldn't happen for me. And like people who are struggling more, but it sounds like you also make so much effort into like making these connections. Tell us a little bit about how totally. that goes. I mean, definitely I stumbled into it. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. I think at the time, it's a lot about luck for sure don't get me wrong but I do think it is but I have been so consistent like it is all about consistency like I have friends who have started businesses and like you know when times get tough or like they're having a low month and they're kind of freaking out a little bit they've kind of like closed up shop or they decide to like go for whatever it is but like I have just been so incredibly consistent this past like year and a half two years where like I just don't like I'm like okay how can we figure this out so this doesn't happen again or how can I make sure that I don't feel this way again like Mm. because my job is incredibly isolating so like I work like I work so much by myself that I was like okay I need to and all my close friends they all have like I don't want to say normal jobs but like we they all have nine to five jobs Mm. and like my schedule is completely like irregular and I work all weekend long and it's just like I was complaining a lot about like what I was and I felt bad kind of like constantly like unloading that on my friends also they just like didn't didn't fully understand simply because they're just not in it yeah so it was like okay I have people that like understand how I'm feeling and like the small little things that are like so annoying to us because we deal with them so often like they understand that versus like me saying to my best friend like well they're 15 minutes late today they're like okay like what's the big deal but it's like no 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 it's like 15 minutes that I could have had on my own like all this stuff and it's Mm. like I don't know it just was like I yeah I just I was like I think it's gonna make me feel better about what I'm doing and it honestly has yeah and also it like pushes it's like competitively like pushes me to work harder I mean I think like it's so important to hear that even for me like honestly like I'm I'm in the same sort of boat in terms of like I don't work traditional nine-to-five job I kind of make my own hours I do my own thing I Mm -hmm. like and everything is like so my experience is so unique compared to my friends and it can be super isolating and it can be totally. super unrelatable. And I think that that's such a good tip to give to people who are in the same position is like reaching out and making those connections, even if it feels awkward and unnatural at first, it really does help take away the isolation and mm-hmm. inspire you and ignite that competitive spirit. I can tell that that's a big part of yeah. like how you get going and do all the things that you do. Yeah. A lot of it is like inner competitive. Yes. Yeah. I just like want to push myself to be better like mm. every single day almost or like any time that I put out like a menu or a seasonal menu or a pop up or anything like that. Like I'm consistently just like pushing to do more and like what is the bar which like a lot of people don't do I'm a crazy person in the sense that like yeah I'll do 60 to 70 cakes in a weekend for like Thanksgiving and it will almost break me but like I kind of just like need to know that that's it like Mm, you need um, to test your limits yeah I need to test my limits and like there's one thing about like once you do things so like the first time I put out like a seasonal menu I did like 35 like small cakes in a weekend and thought that was a lot Mm -hmm. and then I was like okay but like maybe I could do more and then I just kind of like have this like inner competitiveness of like well also also it's like a matter of like I don't want to say no to people Mm. you're like here actually this is what it is it's more like I feel like I just don't know when this as much as like bad this sounds but like I don't know if one day this will end and I just want to like take advantage of like everything that's been given to me so I have a really hard time saying no and I will push myself to that point of like so that I don't have to say no there is like that mindset of like is this hype and will it like eventually just like tomorrow end yeah I mean I think that's so vulnerable for you to share I mean we all have that feeling especially when you're running on this high Mm -hmm. and it does sound like it's still a bit of that like limiting belief that you have that you don't really 100% belong here yeah sorry therapist coming out no but 100% I don't know I grapple with it a lot like yeah I'm a bit vulnerable today because I've just like (laughs) a really like hard week I feel good about the pop-up that I had yesterday and that type of thing but like there is such a high because you do work towards something yeah that is the one thing about this job is that like the weeks to week kind of feel a little bit mundane in the sense that like okay I'm just pumping out like 25 cakes for these people's birthdays well or like 
you know, or you have a pop-up that you're working towards and then it ends Mm -hmm. and it's like such a high and you meet all these people and it's like amazing. And then like you come home and you're like, well, I just met like 150 people that like follow me on Instagram, which is like crazy and wild. But then now I'm like exhausted in my bed and just like can't move. Like it's just like so it's just so up and down. I mean, for me, it's like, I have to create those things to work towards and yeah. like push myself because that is when I find that I'm the most productive and the most like creative. And if I didn't do those things or have these like challenges almost, I think it would feel pretty mundane. Yeah. But it is like, it's a balance. It's a balance. Cause it, it gives you a lot of joy and happiness and like this rush feeling totally. and state of flow. It sounds mm-hmm. like, but at the same time it, it's a lot and it takes a lot of energy out of you. Totally. It takes a lot. I mean, I work every single day. Like, yeah, I don't really think people understand that. Like, even if only now have I started to not take cakes like Monday, Tuesdays, but for the past year and a half, I've taken, I take cakes any day of the fucking week, Mm -hmm. honestly. And for me to have a solid day off, like without baking, I have to take like, there has to be a stretch of like three days just because things happen so far in advance Yeah, at the volume that I'm going. And like, even if I do have a day of not having to actually bake, it's like, okay, I'm responding to emails. I'm calling whoever that's, that's having weddings. I'm dealing yeah. with like illustrators. I'm dealing with like people that I was doing pop-ups with events, like all these different types of things. And like, I legitimately can't tell you the last time that I had a day off where I didn't, if something didn't come about, you know, yeah, it's just there's like, never like really it's a never like, unless I physically remove myself mm-hmm. from this city that's the only time where I'm not working. Yeah. And even so, I still have people in my DMs. It's hard, but at the same time, like, I used to take it more personally. I used to get really distraught about it, and it would really, like, bring me down, honestly, because I'm just like, can't you just see that I'm working so hard and I'm trying so hard, and, like, mm-hmm. this is kind of, like, the max that I can go at. Like, I, yeah. it's one person doing everything. Like, this is, like, I'm not maliciously or like not trying to respond to you on purpose like it, it's not like that at all it's just like I literally don't have the bandwidth yeah you know like which is like so which is another thing that you have to grapple with I don't know it's just hard sometimes when people are just like on your ass and incredibly like demanding when yeah. I'm just like I'm just literally trying my best like I'm just trying to stay afloat here yeah. you know yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I was about to ask, like, one of my questions was going to be, what are the not so glamorous sides? And I think you just kind of pointed to it that it's a lot of work. It yeah. kind of never ends. And there's also a lot of demand that I think that people don't really realize. Like, it's kind of like when you're talking online on Instagram and stuff like that. Like, first of all, people see this, like, version of you that totally. is, like, so put together and, like, has everything ready. Mm-hmm. And second of all, like people don't even realize that they're talking to a human almost like subconsciously. It's kind of like you're talking to a robot. Literally though. And so I think that there's that disconnection and it's important to like make people aware that there's like a lot that goes behind it. I also like, I guess for you, like what do you see as like future steps to make yourself feel like more, more balanced or like more okay with all the demands? Cause it's just going to keep growing hopefully. But yeah, it's interesting because I feel like before I was very comfortable with what I was doing. I was mm-hmm. making good money and you know, I'm happy to kind of pick and choose what I wanted to be doing. Like if I wanted to do a pop-up that weekend, I wasn't going to take cakes and that was fine by me. Yeah. Just stuff like that. Um, but now I am kind of I'm itching towards like wanting to be able to do both just because like this summer of like you know especially because there was like so many weddings and events that were happening that I I kind of geared towards that and kind of stepped away from doing like smaller events and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but there is still such a demand for it and people and I feel bad like turning away people yeah so I am kind of at the crossroads of like ooh, it would be nice to be able to do both I mean obviously I can't physically be able to do both at the same time um, because also they want me to be there at these pop-ups and that type of thing, which is also something to consider um, like professionally speaking of Mm -hmm. like, okay, well if you want me there, then if that's attractive for you and your business, then that's like potentially like an opportunity for me to start charging people. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's just like certain things that I, cause that takes away from like baking time when I could be making money. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But I'm kind of feeling like for the first time that I want to be doing both and kind of expanding, I feel like I do have a good like reputation in the city and, but I wasn't, I'm not pressed by what other people want me to do. Mm -hmm. I don't really care. I don't really give a shit. Like I'm going to do things when I'm ready and I'm confident just because 
you can tell when somebody isn't ready for something. Like you can tell so hard when like somebody's opening a business and they're scared and they're nervous about it. And like, I don't want that. Like I want to be damn sure of what I'm doing, which is like with every single decision that I've made, I've been fucking sure. Like with my logo, I didn't want to put something out there that I felt meh about. I wanted it to be fucking perfect. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I waited this long to put out a website that I felt good about and that people could like order things seamlessly. That took a year and a half or two years for me to develop. Like to me, that is so important. Like when I put merch out, like I want it to be thought out. Like I want it to be like me. It encapsulates me, like all these different things. Like I'm not, and so like when I do something with the next step for me, like I'm going to be sure that I'm ready for that and like that is like what I want to do and I don't care what other people think because I'm fine right now like yeah I'm fine with doing the volume that I'm doing and the money that I'm making and all this stuff like I completely support myself and yeah I work a lot but I'm okay with that Mm -hmm. right like I definitely think that there is like sometimes I'm like okay this is really brutal and I put like way too much like pressure on myself and stress on myself this particular week or whatever to get like all these different things done yeah but I am the one who did it. Like, let's be clear. Like, I'm the one who took this on. Like, mm-hmm. so it, I will get it done. I've never not gotten something done before. It's going to be brutal, but like, it's going to get done. And like, I was the one who did it. So like, yeah. I kind of have to blame myself a little bit for that. But like, <laughs> I, yeah, I think the biggest thing now is to be able to divide like my home and my workspace. Mm. Just because like, I am a pretty like OCD person. Or just really particular. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, when you're baking, like, things from home, it's, like, hard for it not to be, like, in the way or be such a constant reminder of, like, your work all the time. Yeah. That's hard. You know, also, like, for example, if I do have a weekend off or something and I'm at home, I mean, I'm looking at my workspace. Yeah. So it's, like, hard for me not to be, like, well, I could be working because I'm really not doing anything right now. But even though it's it's not healthy for yeah. me to, like, take time off or whatever yeah because then it leads to those moments where like everything is overwhelming exactly and like a bit of a burnout feeling yeah it's also yeah it's just hard honestly this summer has been hard on me like yeah I've just been working so much and like yes I have been able to carve out time for like my friends and family and stuff like that but I really have not been able to carve out time for myself I kind of hit like a breaking point like two weeks ago just being yeah I honestly just like had like I just needed to like cry for like 15 minutes and then I was like okay it's fine we got this we can do it but like it takes a toll but yeah definitely do need to find more time for myself but it's hard when opportunities come at you and you're like it's hard to say no to that yeah it's I think that's just like the thing with being an entrepreneur and like starting your own business is like you don't want to say no because you just are like this is such a good opportunity what if it never comes to me again Mm -hmm. and like you're like okay my time is like worth less than this like I like I don't know that's kind of just like what it comes down to yeah I think there's such a fine line between like ambition and overworking yourself you know and like being really hard working and it it gets you so many places but at the same time it also can lead to this like feeling of burnout and feeling of overwhelm and not enjoying the thing that you initially like find a passion yeah I think it's a constant struggle I think everybody does struggle within different ways but especially when you're doing your own thing like you said it can be a lot harder because you don't have that person who you can say no boss I am leaving at five like you are by yourself you are telling yourself like you could do more yeah it's also hard because like when you are feeling that Mm -hmm. you obviously don't know when you're gonna feel that so like when it's happening you wish that you could like cancel literally everything but like you can't because you have the expectation that like people are coming tomorrow to come pick up a cake yeah so like even when you're feeling sick or like have like really bad period like the amount of times where I like literally can't stand because of like period cramps or something and like that I just have to like muscle through that because I have like six people to come pick up cakes tomorrow like that's what people don't understand like when you work for yourself like you can't not deliver No, I get that. I I feel very similar. Like for me, it's like if I'm sick, I, that means I have to cancel on every single client and then let all of them down and not make money for the day. And yeah, I basically can't really do that. Like you can't do it because you're like, I can't justify this. Like I can't justify it. Like 
How do you like deal with those moments where you're really like struggling, not feeling good and you just have to go for it and like have to do it? First of all, I probably like I talk to my dad a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he is like a really great sounding board for me of like when I'm feeling like super stressed out and like anxious and overwhelmed. Um, I'll have friends come and like sit while I do work here. Mm. Just like honestly having their presence is like really motivating for me and being like you could, like they don't even have to like say anything, but just like their presence, like having somebody watch me yeah. kind of makes, makes me do the work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really hard because, and just at the end of the day, like there's an expectation that people have from you. So like, you don't want to let people down. Yeah. Like it's just like a mental battle, honestly. Yeah, it is. Or, you know, some, sometimes I'm like, okay. It's not going to get done today. Like, it's just, it's not. And just accept it for what it is. But, like, get up tomorrow early and get it done. There's times where I do that, too. Totally. I mean, it sounds like you've always had this hardworking part of you. Mm -hmm. And I think the passion is, like, there. So you kind of continue to push yourself. But at the same time, I mean, I think it's it's good for yourself to kind of reflect on how much, like, you're pushing yourself and how hard it is in different aspects. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's good for everybody else to kind of understand that if you want to do something like this, there are a lot of consequences that come from it. But at the same time, it's a process of learning how to figure out how it works for you. Yeah. It's like there are so many challenges, obviously. Yeah. I mean, definitely starting your own business and working for, first of all, I won't ever work for somebody else ever again because like nothing gets done Mm -hmm. versus like I can see the end result leaving my door Mm -hmm. multiple times a day, every single day, Yeah, which is like incredibly rewarding for me. Also, as much as like there are negative things about it, for sure, same with any job. I'm so lucky in the sense that like this job now has defined me who I am. Like, honestly, like I just feel so confident the fact that like this is what I do for a living and I have not questioned myself once, like Mm -hmm. ever since starting it. And it has like given me this like new sense of like confidence, which it's like, my identity my job Mm. and what I do like people know me as the cake lady they might not necessarily know me by like my first name but they know that that is what I do for a living and like there's something that's so cool about like especially coming from like a very traditional family and like this you know I grew up going to private school and going to like an all-girls camp where like everybody kind of like follows this like line of like traditional jobs and like and now I'm a baker and and successful and people are like looking to me as like a source of like inspiration for them potentially like leaving this like job whatever what the job that they're not happy in going to pursue something that they have always wanted to like it's just so incredibly fulfilling in has been like so influential of like me in the past like year and a half like moving out and doing this for a living and just like feeling so confident yeah and speak like, to that a little bit like that confidence that you gained like tell us a little bit about what you were like before and just like how that's changed for you so it's interesting because I would say that I was always been like I was always like a super confident person and my mm-hmm. parents would say that as well I'm social in the sense of like I've never really felt super uncomfortable in a new group of people I always had a really good group of friends and then you know university I didn't love but it was fine like I just like I knew that I had to get through it I had a good like group of friends so when I was in my fifth year of university I'd like started dating this guy and we weren't compatible (laughs) but like (laughs) like not like whatever just kind of like the relationship started in fourth year and I kind of just like at that point I you know I was always everybody's like best friend like best girlfriend like I had tons of guy friends but like I was never anybody's like romantic interest ever so I think that was like really hard for me Mm -hmm. in the sense of like confidence that like you know I uh, I don't know like I no, think you I'm, can like understand I, that. Uh, very yeah. much understand. So after fourth year, I or like I came into fourth year and I had, you know, I just like cared a little bit more about myself. I like, you know, started working out, eating a little bit better. And just like because of that, I started to like exude this like natural confidence with just like people kind of like recognized. And like, I don't really think it had anything to do with the way that I looked, but it just it felt like that. Yeah. But it was just like this newfound confidence that I had because I just was exuding that type of energy. So people were like, once you exude that type of energy, people are going to like be attracted to that and like that type of thing. Anyway, I then, you know, I go throughout that year being incredibly social, whatever, having this new boyfriend. We weren't really compatible, but it was like the first time that somebody kind of like gave interest in me that way. And so that was all fun and dandy and like whatever. (laughs) But then when I came back in my fifth year, a lot of my close friends weren't 
like at school anymore and Mm -hmm. it was like really hard I didn't have that many close friends I had this boyfriend but like so I was spending like a lot of time with him my parents were going through a divorce like it was just like a lot of hard things and then also basically I didn't really know this at the time but I was very much like going through I was like depressed totally and like as well like I was like battling an eating disorder which I didn't know Mm -hmm. until I like came home (laughs) This is not funny at all. I don't know why I'm laughing, but, but basically I was just like having such a hard time. Like I was like having such bad social anxiety and because all of these things were happening, my friends were like having such a hard time communicating with me that there was something going on with me that I just felt like so isolated. Yeah. So coming home from school, I was like incredibly depressed coming to a home with like my parents, like who were like dealing with the separation, not feeling like I had my close friends close like just like I didn't feel like I was close to any of them anymore because like they knew that something was wrong with me but they just didn't know how to like address it with me or I don't mean to say this but like a lot of them have really hard time with confrontation so like it was easier for them not to talk to me about it than for them to like come to me directly Mm -hmm. so it just felt like I was being ostracized by my like closest friends so because of all of this I just like I just like kept to myself like honestly like I just would stay home I just like felt so uncomfortable like going out and being around people because like I knew that they would look at me and be like there's something clearly wrong with you but I just like Mm. don't know how to tell you or it could have been also in my head but like I just felt so socially uncomfortable and I had never felt like that ever like in my entire life like I was always the life of the party and all this stuff and then to kind of like have this complete change of like feeling uncomfortable going out with all the people that you're closest with because like it felt like they were talking shit behind my back and it's also hard because like I didn't really recognize that I had a problem yeah so and I mean everybody was worried about me like my parents my sister the only person who didn't really notice who was so oblivious was my boyfriend which I think was a partial reason as to like why I was still with him because Mm -hmm. I could get away with so much and then I just kind of hit a point in the summer where I just was like honestly this relationship isn't serving me I need to focus on my friendships I feel like I've lost so many of them and I started a new job this was like the job that I was let go from but I started a new job and I like I just was like my focus is shifting like my Mm. focus is shifting in the sense of like I want to focus on myself getting better seeing my therapist again I broke up with my boyfriend and I was like all I can like all I want to do is dedicate time to my friendships because they've been around me for so long and like that is what is important there had been many issues with the boyfriend you know what I'm saying it wasn't like yeah yeah Oh, like I'm just gonna break (laughs) up with you there was so many issues I felt like we were like I held on to that for a long time Mm -hmm. like when I probably shouldn't have yeah and then yeah but basically like for the past three years I have like worked at my friendships consistently like it's Mm -hmm. hard work but I have you know I'm I've been consistently checking in on them like every single day putting in the effort like doing all of these things because like and I would say now I'm the closest with every single one of them just because like I know what's going on in every single one of their lives and Mm -hmm. we've been able to have conversations and like unpack kind of all of these things that like I went through and also it just took for me to recognize that I had a problem and what was going on and like me kind of like telling my parents that like I was depressed and like needed to be put on medication and like having to go see my therapist again and part of the reason why that I actually started like my baking Instagram was like for me to actually like recover from Mm. which I've actually never openly spoken about yeah which originally started as like a bad like compulsive thing of like me cooking and baking because like once you have an eating disorder you're just like obsessed with food and like all these things so it started off that way but then it was kind of like it was the thing that saved me honestly Mm. was like baking and cooking every single day and like I didn't see a therapist specifically for my eating disorder I was the one who kind of got over that which like doesn't happen like but I just was able to recognize that it was like an issue and like fix it I mean don't get me wrong like I still deal with it all the time but like I think also one important thing to know which I kind of like didn't really talk about was that after university I stopped drinking completely for two years Mm. because I just was like once you drink obviously like the next day you just feel it's a like a depressive so like it already doesn't help the situation and then so I was like also having really bad migraines and just like felt like so socially 
like uncomfortable like Mm -hmm. going out and stuff like that and I was like okay I'm gonna just like and the only reason why I was drinking was because like socially like that's what people did and so for two years I just like stopped drinking completely people really didn't understand why I was doing it they were just like that doesn't make any sense like gals is so fun like usually I'm the first one there like you know down to drink at anything like always like the last one to leave and then to like have like a complete 361 whatever it is and just like be like oh you're sober now Mm. when like I didn't have an alcohol problem. It was just like, I needed to focus on myself. Yeah. Like I needed to heal and I needed to feel comfortable being in social situations, not drinking and like being confident in who I was. And that took time. And now I don't feel the need. I pick and choose when I want to partake or not partake. And I don't feel weird if I don't like, I am incredibly confident in myself and like being able to like show up to any room and not feeling like I have to liquid courage or whatever it is that it, like that people yeah, say like yeah. but I think it was just it's just a bunch of things like it just kind of was like I finally was able to heal from like the mm. shit that I was dealing with let go of the toxic relationships that I had fostered these amazing friendships that I had continuously but like continuously working on them you know started a job a new job which like gave me confidence and starting to like devote my time into a passion and a hobby that like was serving me yeah yeah yeah. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I think that that is such a meaningful thing for people to understand like yeah. everything that went behind it because like we kind of started off the interview you're saying like I kind of stumbled into everything mm-hmm. and like as much as maybe like the transition from when you started like selling cakes yeah. to blowing up was small. This is so much work that you put into yourself oh, yeah. into getting yourself to a space where you could like commit to yourself and do everything that you needed to do. Like that's so much you know Mm -hmm. like and I'm definitely like an energetics type of person and I think that that shit like shifts your energy if you're focusing on yourself if you're making it a priority if you're like kind of going against all of the grains that are like put on us Mm -hmm. and saying I'm gonna choose myself then that's like priming yourself for in the future when you have to make these decisions of like either like don't do anything for myself or like jump into a new career when you're let go like you chose the harder but more ambitious and amazing Mm -hmm. path because Mm -hmm. you had already made those choices in the past before yeah like I'm an incredibly self-aware person like I've been in therapy since I was 12 because Mm -hmm. I literally went to my parents and was like I feel like I can't talk to you guys about anything so could I please see a therapist yeah and like (laughs) just like (laughs) kind of insane but like because of that though my like my like emotional intelligence and social awareness has I would say is like beyond the years of people our age. Mm -hmm. So like I recognize that there was a problem and that it needed to be fixed. And I was like, the only way that I can do this is like me making changes in my life Mm -hmm. for that to happen. Yeah. Like I have to be the one to actively make those changes for something to happen. So yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I think it was a long time of, it was like a lot of me like resisting that, but then kind of realizing that, okay, nothing's getting better here. So we kind of have to make a change. Yeah, it really sounds like you came back to yourself, like you kind of were this person and then you lost yourself like we all do. And there was that kind of breakdown of everything and you had to have the breakdown that was really low to kind of have Mm -hmm. the rebirth that was better. And it and it sort of was the same with like losing your job during a pandemic, like all of that is like a breakdown. But then you came out to something that was like your passion. One last area that I wanted to touch on, because Mm -hmm. this is something that I noticed when I first I remember we were in this house, (laughs) you were chatting about your business, your chatting about everything and I just noticed that I love women I'm a woman's woman 100% but Mm. I think that something societally we struggle with more and because of socialization is like backing ourselves being confident in what we do and like being advocates for ourselves sometimes Mm. I think it's like we are asking for permission to do things and is it okay if I walk into this room is it okay like do I belong here and obviously you've shared that internally you've struggled with that a little bit but externally I really noticed that you were able to kind of be confident in where you were and say like I belong and I'm gonna fucking show you guys yeah how did you develop that and like what are some tips to kind of doing that do you think this is honestly this is a tricky it's not a tricky question because like I think for (laughs) me it's easier to be confident in this because everything has worked like it has worked out Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like I have something to be proud of and um also I'm doing something that's so against the grain of like what everybody we know has decided to do which is also like intimidating or like cool or whatever it is like whatever you might think but like also 
it's easier because it has worked out in my favor. Mm. But I do struggle a lot with um, condescending men and feeling like I have to prove myself to them, like consistently. I feel like I don't really have to do that with women. No. Because they, they know what's behind. They, I don't know why. There's just like this intuition thing that they know what goes into it. Yeah. But I find that I have to consistently prove myself to men which is really like frustrating and like I had an experience with the people that we kind of like went to university with and that type of thing you know for the most part it's like fine I don't Mm -hmm. really get that like uh, bothered by it just because like it's coming from a place of genuine interest like you know oh I saw that you were doing this like at the time you were doing it part-time or like was doing this while applying to jobs like it seems like you're doing really well like how's it going that's genuine interest and I'm like cool actually I've been able to make it like go full time and they're like oh wow that's so amazing good for you and it's like they're inspired by that yeah. right that's how one of the ways the conversation can go other times I've literally had people look at me and be like you can support yourself by just doing that I'm like fuck off I literally make more money than you not that it even really matters yeah. but it's just like just because you have like this like whatever quintessential finance job like and you're so unhappy you have you feel like you have the right to like bash on somebody else like that's how like another part of yeah it goes and I find it I don't know it's just honestly like a day-by-day thing sometimes it doesn't bother me at all and then sometimes it fucking does it also makes me think of like if i know other like guys who are creatives have they ever been asked that of like oh you know do you do this part like do you do this part-time like all this shit like dude i don't have fucking time to do this part-time like what do you think i don't have time for myself i just think they don't really (laughs) understand how like their words can affect the other people on the other side yeah Yeah. And I mean, I think that's the reason why it is like a thing that women feel in many areas, you know, Mm -hmm. of having to kind of not be as like confident and assured because we are kind of diminished for what we do, no matter what it is that we Mm do. But yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I think it's like dope to to advocate for yourself and to be proud of yourself and celebrate your successes. And totally. I think that's one thing, too, that it's really actually kind of tricky and hard to navigate when you work for yourself is Mm. celebrating the successes yeah I find that I don't do that as much as I should yeah or you know you kind of like fixate on the negative things because you're just like so hard on yourself like I remember yeah it's hard because it's not like you have a team of people to like share those successes with and like I don't know for example in my old job if we like got a if we acquired like a great like hospital or whatever it was, like there was a group of people to like have celebration mm-hmm. about that with versus like, this is just like all so individual. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a group of people that I kind of like go to for like big news and that type of thing, but it's also, it's not the same. Like, no, but you do have to take a step back and be like, that was a win for me. You know, like it might not be like a lot, but that was a win. Yeah. Or, but yeah, I do think that is a tricky thing. Because yeah. you also feel like you compare yourself to others and what they're doing and stuff. And it, yeah. yeah. And I think it's hard because, like, clearly you motivate yourself by, like, being kind of hard on yourself. Oh, like, totally. by pushing yourself. Mm-hmm. And so it is a motivator. It's a way of doing things. But at the same time, like, that's kind of the road to, like, feeling overwhelmed. So there has to be mm-hmm. kind of those balanced moments of saying, like, you've made it really far of celebrating and of, like, bringing it to people around you, even though it's not the same as having, like, a team to celebrate with. It's yeah. it's still important to, like, pause and see that. Totally. But I think that is also what sets me apart from other people, is that I, like, have this, like, inner monologue and, like, wanting to constantly be better and do better because I'm not there yet. Yeah. Like, I'm not at my full potential. Like, not at all. And, like, I think if you're so confident... Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I... I'm a confident person. Sure. Like I, like I'm confident in the fact that like what I'm doing and like, I'm pretty good at it, mm-hmm. but like there's so much more to learn and so much more to do. And like, I'm not, I'm not even like starting, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that like that kind of like audacity that some people have, like people can just see right through that. I just, I don't know. I just think that there's so much room for improvement and I'm cons- constantly learning and teaching myself new techniques and strategies and that type of thing. Because like, I don't know. You can't think that you're the fucking best. No, no, I agree. There's I think no that room for growth then. Yeah. I think that's in any aspect of life and in any profession, any personal thing. Yeah. You can't think you've made it. You have to kind of continue no to way. reflect no way. and try and grow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Final question. Yeah. What's something that you have in your life today that in the past you always wanted? Independence. My mom came here from Brazil Mm -hmm. to study for school 
and she left her entire family. Like she, she came to do her masters, met my dad. And then, um, obviously kind of like whatever she, she stayed here. But, and as much as a child, like when I was a kid, I was, I went to a school where nobody else's moms worked Mm -hmm. and my mom worked full time. And I was so jealous of the fact that these other kids, moms could come pick them up from school or could come to these field trips or all of these things. But my mom couldn't. And I was so envious and so jealous, but at least, and as I've gone older and I, and I can't even begin to imagine how my mom felt because I was, we, me and my sister were consistently like, like, why can't you just be a stay at home mom? Like, why can't you just be home with us? Like that must be so hard to have like your kids be like telling you like, why are you working so much when like, you know, she came here from a different country for like to do the work that she is doing and like to have like your children and like the fact that you like chose this life and that your like children are telling you like not to like, I just can't even imagine how difficult it would be to experience that. But as I've gotten older, I've at least been able to identify that like my mom has been so independent this whole time. And like, I mean, my parents are divorced. And so I have not had to worry a single second about my mom because I know that she has been, will and continue to be able to support herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have always wanted that like yeah. for myself and being confident in the fact that like, I don't need to rely on anybody else because I can provide for myself. Yeah. And so, w- and one thing that I don't know if people notice or whatever, like, yes, my parents are incredibly supportive of what I do for a living, but every single thing has been financially backed by me because I've been smart with my decisions and I work hard and, and that is important for me. Like not many people can do that mm-hmm. at 23 to be able to like completely financially back a business. And of course, like I didn't really know where it would end up, but the fact that I now live in an apartment that I can fully financially, like, I don't know. It's just, to me, that is really nice. And the fact that my parents don't have to worry about me and that like, you know, I can treat my friends to trips and whatever presents and that type yeah. of thing and not think about it. That to me is like, yeah. Cause I'm an extremely giving person. So like that feels really nice to be able to do that at this specific moment in time. I don't know if I'll be able to do that forever, but like at this moment, it feels really nice to not have to rely on anybody else. And I hope that I don't have to ever. Yeah. That's amazing. It's something to be proud of. And you just had a moment to celebrate yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on the pod. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.